Hey lovelies, and welcome to The Lash Podcast, a place where we discuss all things lashes to help you scale your business and grow the lash business of your dreams. I'm your host, Sam Clancy, founder and CEO of Beauty Canada. My goal is to help you succeed by discussing relevant issues and topics in the lash industry to keep you up to date and give you the info you need to grow. Don't forget to hit the follow button on this podcast and catch us on Instagram at The Lash Podcast. Enjoy! Hello, everybody. I am back with another super exciting episode this week with Ruthie Bell. Ruthie Bell is another person that was at LashCon. In case you guys aren't catching the drift, LashCon is somewhere you have to be because you make so many connections and learn so much and meet so many people. But anyways, so Ruthie Bell is the creator of Next Generation Products for Lash and Brow Artists, and her mission is to elevate the whole industry worldwide. And probably the coolest thing is that she is the creator of Superbonder. So keep listening. She's going to talk about how the creation of Superbonder started and how she started her career, what she does now. She is constantly developing and launching revolutionary products within our industry. Um, and I literally, like I said, cannot wait for you to hear this episode. So enjoy. Well, welcome, Ruthie, to the Lash Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm super excited to talk to you. We never actually met at LashCon. I think we, like, passed each other a few times and said, like, hi. But I remember after being like, okay, I want to talk to her. So thank you so much for coming on. And why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, how you got into the lash industry, and anything else you think they should know? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, so about myself, uh, maybe I'll start with myself. Um, yeah. So I'm Julie Bell, and I'm from a tiny little country in Northern Europe called Estonia, which is like super, super small. Like our whole population is 1.3 million, like the, the entire population. Oh, wow. So very small, yeah. Um, I'm a mom to two kids. Uh, I had two little kids, or maybe not so little anymore. And um, my, I actually started as a lash artist when I was back living in uh, London, uh, like over 10 years ago, I think. Um, I, uh, I was lucky enough to take like one of the first trainings for Russian volume. It was like so new back then and like mm-hmm. nobody knew anything about it. And I was actually one of the first three people in all of the United Kingdom who got trained so this is like this is what like how my career took off because i was like literally like one of the very few people offering this service and i was working with like really high-end clients in london and then uh i was doing clashes and then after like only a few months of doing russian volume i was like hmm i wonder if people back home know about this and i did a little bit of research and nobody knew about it so i had a business idea to start teaching russian volume in estonia and uh, this is how my teaching career got started so I was living in London doing lashes and then traveling to Estonia like I think every couple of months and then I had this like big weekend I did like I think I taught maybe like 10 people at a time it was like insane like so many people and you know the techniques back then they were so complicated compared (laughs) to what we do now yeah because like I remember like even one of my first trainings um uh, I went to the training and I saw how the teacher was doing the uh, the volume pants and I was like I, I couldn't figure it out and <laughs> like most of the teachers they were all Russian so there was like a little bit of the language barrier yeah. and I remember like 
looking at what they're doing and like I literally I couldn't figure it out and when I asked them they weren't really able to explain it either because of the language barrier right so uh from like day one I was like okay when I start teaching I want to make it like as simple and easy to understand as possible so I did that like I you know I, I got like really good at it like I started making modern dance a lot faster and then I think that's why my trainings got like really popular very fast because number one I was the only person teaching it and number two <laughs> like within the space of one day I was able to teach that new technique and um like I think it was like maybe 10 years ago so back then there was like no chemistry information like no like uh the, the only one in fan oil and lashes were uh 0.07 so there was oh, like wow. nothing thinner out there yes um, so there was like almost like no theory besides me explaining to the students <laughs> how, how is it possible that the volume fans where you apply multiple lashes are not heavier than classic lashes and like Sam like you won't believe like there were so many people who came to my class and they were like they literally did not believe me they were like okay you know we're here to learn the technique but it's impossible that you apply multiple extensions and that it doesn't weigh more than classic lashes I know. So, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was like, like, like one of my challenges back then. But um, otherwise, you know, that it was like the class was so short. It was like literally like one day, you know, like maybe like 30 minutes or 45 minutes of theory. And then we just started making fans. You know, there was like <laughs> yeah. no explanation about adhesives, like how to wrap your fans, like none of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um so yeah so I was teaching lashes I was like really passionate about them and then um I was still living in London and then I met my uh now fiance nice <laughs> um like I met him at like one of the trips that I made back home when I was still living in London and I was like I fell in love and I fell like so madly in love that I was like okay I can't stay in London anymore um, so initially I had like no plans of moving back home, but then, you know, I couldn't be away from him. So I moved back home, but okay, you, you're going to have like a heart attack now. So <laughs> I moved to Virginia, and my plan was to do lashes here and to teach and, you know, do all of that stuff. Um, okay. Guess how much a full set of volume lashes costs here in Estonia. Oh, by the way, we do Russian volume. So like perfect line, like 100% coverage, blah, 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 blah. Full set takes like a three and a half hours. Yeah. Guess how much it costs? Uh, $300. Uh, 50 bucks. Wow. Yep. What? Yep. Yep. So I was like, okay, this is kind of crazy. Insane. That's insane. <laughs> like exactly because you know at the time I was living in London and because there was no competition for a Russian volume I was charging like 175 pounds 10 years ago which right. is I think like over I think over 200 bucks something yeah. like that yeah and mind you in the UK lashes are actually quite cheap too like like here in Estonia they're like yeah it's not as bad as in Estonia but they're like nearer like not even near anywhere where you guys in the states um oh, are that's wild so crazy um so i was like okay like i don't want to like do the same amount of work and then just charge like four times less than i was charging in london yeah so what i ended up doing was moving back home to estonia and then traveling back to london every three weeks to do lashes for all of my customers 
And yeah. then within the space of a week, I made the same amount that I would have made in Estonia in that, sorry, in, in the one week. Yeah. So I went there every three weeks. I stayed there for a week. I saw all of my customers and then I come back to Estonia. And then in the space of that one week, I made the same amount of money that I would have made in Estonia in the whole month of working. Wow. How far is the travel to get to, from Estonia to London? Um, it's actually not that bad. Like I haven't been back for many years now, but I think it's maybe like, ooh, uh, maybe three, four hours. Like driving or yeah. flying? Flying, yeah, like, like right. on a plane. I have no concept of geography. That's one thing I'm not good <laughs> not good. Yeah, because you guys are so far away. So like, I think that's wild that's that it was worth it to pay for a flight to go to a different country to work to make the same amount. But then, then what did you do with your other three weeks off? So um, my uh, fiance or like my boyfriend at the time, he was working for a company that sells or like the um, how do I explain this? Like um, like a warehouse system. Uh, yeah, like a warehouse system. And it was like a really, really good one. So he was like really knowledgeable about like retailing because, mm -hmm. you know, he'd been working for so long and he was like, like, why don't you start selling products? Mm -hmm. Because like I was already selling products anyway to my students because, you know, because nobody was uh, teaching a, a volume here in Estonia. Nobody was selling volume lashes either. Right. And, you know, obviously I started selling them for my students, yeah. but like, I didn't like promote it or anything. It was just like, like, hey, Ruthie, do you have any lashes? You know, I was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> you know, because back then, like, even like, like eye shaping and all of that stuff, it was like really, really basic. So yeah. you know, that was just like C and uh, D curl, like no CC curl, no M curl, no L curl, like none of that stuff. Yeah. And you know, the like, um, the variety of lashes was not that big. So he was like, why don't you like give it a try? You know, like use the warehouse system that I uh, sell because he was like mm -hmm. a sales rep for the, for the company. Like just put up your website, you know, like you don't have to do anything. If nobody buys anything, that's fine. You know, you have your students, you need a product, so you can just take it from here. And then um, he gave me like a really a good idea that I didn't think of that time at the time myself. He said that um, the problem with doing lashes is that you can only make as much money as your hands can work. So there's yeah. like a cap on the, you know, the amount of money you can make. And that like really yeah. struck me. I was like, okay, like, you know, you do lashes, like, you know, it's like super tiring. Like, like I love doing lashes, but I remember I always used to take four clients at a day because mm -hmm. in the beginning I took like five, even maybe like six customers. And then I realized like by the sixth customer, like I hated lashes. I hated my tweezer. I hated my hands. <laughs> like, I hated everything. I was yeah. just like, so, your like, body is so fatigued. Yeah. Exactly. So I reduced like, the amount of customers I was seeing. And then, you know, like what he said really struck with me or like struck me. And I was like, oh, like, you know, there's, there's no risk because I still have my income, you know, I, I can still travel back. And right. then I can put this on the side, like when I, while I'm in Estonia, like not really yeah. doing it. And I'm always the kind of person who was like, like, I don't like sitting on an idea too long because if something sounds good or makes sense in my head like I do a calculation and then I get so excited about it that like I had to give it a try yeah. and <laughs> I, I did that I was like I wasn't really afraid of anything I was because I kept saying to myself like what's the worst that can happen you mm -hmm. know like nobody buys my stuff like okay that's fine yeah <laughs> um 
so I did that. And then I remember, you know, like it started picking up slowly. And I remember when I got really excited and I told my boyfriend, like, oh my God, you know, we now get uh, an order every single day, like from the website. Yeah. You know, because first it was like, you know, like once a week, then yeah. like one order, one order, yeah. you know, yeah. then one order every couple of days. And then, you know, like when it came to having like one order a day, then I said, like, I, I thought to myself, like, hmm, you know, there, there's something here. Like, be, yeah, this could be exactly. something. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm making money without my back aching. And, you know, like, I just love the idea. So, um. So yeah, I did that. You know, I uh, I added a few more products to my website, like maybe like tweezers and like like iPads. Mm-hmm. And back then, you know, like the amount of competition, like you can't compare or really compare it to uh, today because you know now, um, like everybody has their own lash line, you know, yeah. or like product line because it's like a natural thing to do when you do a lot of lashes. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I started selling lashes and then um, at one point I was like, okay, I'm making enough money from my website so that I, have to, I don't have to travel back to uh, the UK anymore mm-hmm. because um, I really hated it being away from my boyfriend. Um, and uh, you know, it's like hard, like it's like, you know, like it's, it took a huge amount of my time to be mm-hmm. away from Estonia to be away from my boyfriend and then the traveling and everything and yeah. like I traveled so much in my life that I'm not like a big fan of it anymore yeah so it was like really like glamorous in the beginning you know like I hop on a plane go see my clients and then yeah. I come back uh, but it like it got boring like very <laughs> very quickly because like you know like when you have to do something like over and over and over again yeah 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 it becomes redundant. yeah I know I know exactly. totally what you mean yeah exactly so so I decided not to go back to London anymore and only focus on uh, training and selling products. And like it took off like really quickly because, you know, like number one, uh, there wasn't that much competition. And number two, I think one of the reasons why I became like or why my business grew quite quickly in the beginning or is still I think one of my I think one of my strengths is that like the ability of thinking outside the box. So like my first really big hit was, you know, the the lash pillows that like most of the companies sell now, you you know, where your customers yeah. are the rest of the Yeah, we have them, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I was literally the first person in the whole lash industry to come up with this idea. Like nobody was doing that. And I saw, um, I saw, I was living in London at the time, like it was like really early on. And I saw something about um, like medical, uh, what do you call like the, the people who are who work in the ER, like in the ambulance, like oh, like uh, paramedics. Paramedics, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I saw this pillow that the paramedics were using, um, and they it had like um, like a support for a neck because it was meant for people who had injured their back spine, right. so that it got like spine straight and your head could move. And it was like for paramedics, and I was like, "Huh, mm-hmm. we can There's something that. here." <laughs> so um, I found a company in Estonia to make the pillows for me. Um, and like in the beginning it was so difficult because like everybody was like, like, what is this? You know, like, yeah. like 
what do you mean? Like a pillow for like with an extra parts. Um, and I did that and like it like exploded. Like I think um, I like with my first batch, I made like maybe like 300 pillows or something. And I thought it would like last me year for a year and I sold out in a month. And oh, like, wow. everyone, like contacting me, yeah, it was like insane, like like crazy. And you know, back then there was like no Instagram, so everything was like on Facebook or maybe Instagram had just started or like yeah. it was like holidays. And then like I think like like the first success that I experienced was then, you know, because yeah. I thought of something that nobody else was thinking about, and it was like such a long time before anyone else came out with the pillows like maybe six months maybe even nine months yeah um so yeah so that was cool so I was like okay so uh you know like I got this uh, idea in my head that when I think about something or I try to see something with like fresh eyes or think mm -hmm. I saw outside the box like this is the key to success you know then you hit the uh, ground running <laughs> instead exactly. of sitting on it yeah no I, I think that's great advice because someone else might think of it before you act on it if you don't if you don't just go for it right exactly and like I, I think this is even for myself still now it's, it's a very big uh, thing to really fully understand because sometimes you know like when your company grows you become more aware of like what could go wrong or you know like you have to be like diplomatic you can't be like so super opinionated where you know like you can be like when you know like when you're like young or nobody knows yeah. you yeah. because there's like, like less responsibility um so even like now it sometimes for me it's like I have to remind myself you know to follow the ideas that I thought or like that I felt that make me made me stand out in the beginning right. because like sometimes I can be like a perfectionist and then I'm trying to like polishing and polishing and polishing something yeah. and then you know before I know it somebody else comes up with the idea you know it's not like even like half is polished but right. because they're first because they know, take like, action yeah exactly so yeah. anyone listening to this uh, to this episode like if you have an idea in your head and you're not like 100% sure if you thought of everything like forget your doubts and just do it yeah just go for it that's um do you know the boss babe like the company boss babe they're based in the uk too i think mm -hmm. yeah they're mm -hmm. in la now but anyways um i've taken a bunch of courses through them and that's one of the things that they teach is like imperfect action is the best way to go because you can you can correct as you go but if you don't do anything about it then you're not getting any step further right so that's like exactly. I've, I've followed that for the last few years but it is hard like as a business owner, and I can be a perfectionist too, it's like, oh, I feel like I need to go through this again, or I need to look at this or, or whatever, because you want, like, I mean, it's natural. We want it to look polished and we want it to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect, no matter how hard we try. So you do, you just have to like, go for it and do it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about your products, because that's one thing that you're known for is kind of coming up with these products that are better, that are safer. Um, you just talked about the lash pillow. I know you mentioned super bonder as well, but I would love to hear more about like that side of things. And then if you have anything like kind of in the works right now, like any, any juice you can spill. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, uh, one of the other things that I think is like a very, good instinct to follow is um following your own needs um 
and you mentioned Superbunner. So Superbunner, Superbunner was the first like really innovative product, like really like out of the box. Um, and for me, the, the reason I created Superbunner was because I loved everything about lashes, but my eyes, the number one, super sensitive. And number two, when I close them, they don't close like fully. So there's like a little gap, you know, like. Right. Yeah, you know, like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And it's like. I'm like, close your eyes. And they're like, I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same. I'm the same. And like my son is the same. So sometimes like when he sleeps and I look at him, like oh, I can yeah, see the creepy. eye is moving and like following me in the room. And it's like just so creepy. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway. So um, my eyes were, you know, the same back uh, back when I was doing lashes. And like, I love lashes. I love the effect that you know how the how it changed your face and the confidence, uh, the confidence that it gave you. And then um, whenever I got lashes done, my eyes were like super watery. Like I'm the worst customer. Like my eyes are twitching, and then they're like half open, and then they're always watering. Like you don't want to have me as a customer, like yeah. for sure. Um, so um, and then I was getting my lashes done. And I was like, I love the effect, but I don't think I can keep doing this because like it got to the point where I would lay down and, you know, the, the um, uh, lash artist would remove the outgrowth. And then the second she approached my eyelashes with the first bit of glue and the extension, my eyes were like, like waterfalls. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it got worse and worse. And I was like, okay, this is leading to like, a really bad reaction so I have to figure out something so I wanted to create something that would reduce irritation from lash extensions and then I was looking I started looking for a chemist because I was like okay nobody else is doing this like I did like a big research on like you know like Alibaba, Lispress, like all of those uh, websites and there was like nothing like that on there right so I was like okay something that reduced the fumes so that people like me can still wear extensions and I found the chemist. I explained the idea. And this is um, like, you know, fast forward, I think maybe like a year and a half, because, you know, manufacturing or like developing products, it takes a long time. Um, mm -hmm. Like, usually it's at least one year. So I think with Superbunner, it's also like maybe like a year and a half or like mm -hmm. two years or something. So um, when I was developing Superbunner, my first goal was to come up with something to reduce irritation. And then when we started testing the, the samples that came from the factory, we realized that, huh, it also makes extensions stay on longer, right. which was not my goal at all when I created it's this. It's a bonus. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, this is actually a pretty good bonus. Like, I think like lash artists would love this. Yes. And uh, yeah, this is how Superbunner was born. Um, so Superbunner is still like, it was my first innovative product. And I think uh, a lot of um, our customers or people who have heard of my brand uh, yeah. know me because of Superbunner. Right. Um, and then when I launched Superbunner, it was the same thing. Like nobody will believe that it worked um, because like uh, they said that, you know, like, there's nothing like that out there. So there was like a lot of explaining, uh, you know, like explaining that things change. Um, you know, there's also innovation in chemistry. So mm -hmm. like literally the fact that we didn't have this five years ago, it doesn't mean that we can't, we can't have this now. Right. So it brought me back to the time when I was explaining how volume lashes are not more damaging than classic lashes. Yes. And there was like a lot of backlash in like different lash groups, just be <laughs> people not believing that it like the product is right. what it's supposed to do. So 
But then I think it took maybe like a few months. And when um, first customers started seeing their results, because, you know, with Superbundle, because it extends retention, you have to wait for three weeks for the customers to come back to see the results and, you know, right. all of that stuff. And I think it was maybe like three or four months later when like it exploded, like it literally became the number one new product in the lash industry that everybody was talking about, you know, there's like lash groups. Um, and then to my surprise, uh, everybody was focusing only on the part that ex extended retention, you know, not the fact that it was like uh, reducing fumes. And then I realized that, um, Okay, so when I create something, I have to see the bigger picture and like what the interests of other lash artists would be. And not mm -hmm. only thinking about like what's interesting to me, because I'm right. like a sort of like a, I'm a nerdy person. So I like to like read, <laughs> I like to understand chemistry. Um, but then I realized that, you know, not everybody's like me. Right. So yeah, another lesson learned. Um, but yeah, super bonner, uh, I think. I can maybe say that maybe like it put me on the map because you know a lot of more a lot more people found out about us and then um, I think we also started working with uh, first the distributors because they started approaching us you know to be right. to sell this new product and then I think it was maybe like a year and a half or even two years um, before any of the uh, superbunner imitations came out um so um yeah like superbonus was my first big invention and then i think the the next one was uh the lash lift system so before coming up with the organic lash lift system we had a regular lash lift system mm -hmm. but it was very uh mild like not dehydrating prayer lashes because um okay i'll go back a little bit so when I was living in Estonia, I was teaching extensions and I started selling products. Um, a few years later, I went back to uh, the UK to learn how to do lash lifting because also nobody in Estonia knew about <laughs> lash lifting. So, and I saw another business opportunity. So I went to London, I did a training. Um, I, you know, I practiced the treatment until I got like good enough for myself to feel confident in it. And then I started teaching um, lash lifting too. And then when I was teaching lash lifting or I had been teaching for a while, I realized that like, okay, we're using these new techniques. You know, we're doing volume lashes that are like super thin, don't damage your natural lashes. We're doing lash lifting, you know, something, something that's so much better than the old school uh, lash perm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you, if you ever tried the lash perm with like the, the sticky rollers. Um, so it's uh, no i saw those i think companies when i first started branding like sent me those and i was like i'm not using those they were like crazy like my lashes are normally like like even like a little bit downward growing so yeah. even when i was younger like i i got the uh, the lash perm mm -hmm. and it's like the the roller sticks so they kind of like stick your eyelashes to it but whenever they remove, they remove them, they always pull out a few lashes. Yeah. And they were so tiny. Like, I feel like they would literally yeah. like make your lashes like roll back into each other. They did. They did. Yeah. So you're like your lashes ended up actually looking shorter because they were like turned back on your eyelids. Yes. So, um, so yeah, so I was like teaching lash lighting. I was like, okay, you know, we moved past the, the rollers and like the removing eyelashes with the, the lash lifts. 
But at the same time, um, you know, like you had to wait a certain amount of weeks before you can relieve the lashes, mm-hmm. you know, for, so for them, some of them to grow out and, you know, you had to avoid dehydrating lashes at all costs because, you know, the products back then were dehydrating. And even today, like a lot of the products are. And again, like my eyes are very sensitive. I have like thin eyelashes and they grow downwards. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm getting a lash lift that looks nice. But then I can't relive them for like four to six weeks. Um, right. And then because, you know, the the uh, direction of the growth of the eyelashes de- determines how long the effect of the lash lift stays. So right. if they grow downwards, you know, it just grows out quicker. Yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe there's something that, something new I can do, like a lash lift that doesn't damage your lashes, you know, that you can repeat as often as you want. And you don't have to worry about over-processing because uh, for me that was really scary you know teaching students and then you know hoping for the best and then sometimes you know when the model would like uh, get her like the the lash lift shields removed and the eyelashes were like i didn't like that feeling so um so and because i had already uh, established uh, or like found like a good chemist to work with i was like okay I want to come out with a lash lift that number one, uh, cannot overprocess your lashes, and number two, uh, where, uh, sorry, three things, uh, doesn't dehydrate your lashes, and number three, you can repeat as often as you want to. And this is how our first uh, lash lift system was born. So what makes that special is that the we have a guarantee of not being like you can't overprocess with a lifting lotion because um we use like a very special type of theolactic acid that loses its power after 15 minutes sorry 18 minutes uh, of getting into contact with oxygen so when you take it out of the bottle like it's active only for 18 minutes right and then it takes like the first few minutes to penetrate the uh the glue and the lash and then you know it curls it and then after 18 minutes like it doesn't do anything right so even if you leave it on for like one hour like you know after that time it doesn't do anything so this is how right. we can get the, that you can't overprocess with our lash lifting system um so yeah that was like my me- next big um step um and then um after uh lash lifting um i was thinking like you know if there's anything that could be done better even mm-hmm. um and then because you know all of the beauty world not like lash and brow are like professional world but you know um, like everyday consumers everything is moving towards like safer cleaner products um and then i kept thinking to myself like if is there anything better that we can do and then you know i kept hearing more and more people talk about like organic products and then by then our main market was already the united states and then um i saw that in the states also people are talking more and more about organic products so i was like hmm organic lash lifting let's let's see if we can do this and then um it was like another maybe two years of product development and like testing going back and forth uh and that's when we released the organic lash lift system and what makes that special is that we don't use any harsh chemicals in it at all. So there's no ammonium, there's no 
ammonium derivates, no ethanolamine, um, like no harsh chemicals, because at that point, I think there was maybe one more company that was using uh, cysteamine, which is the base of our organic uh, lifting system, but they mixed the cysteamine with the uh, theoglycolate. So it still had the properties of the regular lifting system, but it was just right. a little bit softer. Right. But with our organic system, we don't use any ammonia or like any of those are harsh ingredients. So that's why I, I always say that ours is the first truly organic lifting system. Right. That's amazing. I didn't know that organic lash lift systems even existed. So now I've got to get looking, looking into this. But so a few questions. It sounds like it has the same results and you can do it as often as you want. Does it take about the same time or like how does it differ as far as application between like the other lashless systems out there? So the thing with uh, lifting motions is that um, you like, it's, it's not difficult to um, determine how long your uh, lifting should take. It literally depends on the balance of the different ingredients. So mm -hmm. you can make a lash system that's like super fast or you can make a lash lift system that, that takes like a long time, you know, but like the, for the lifting lotion. Like the fixing lotion, it's basically the same for all lash brands. So there's not really any, that much difference, but it's the lifting right. lotion that's the key because it's the only aggressive lotion out of the whole system. So like lifting lotion is the key to determine how aggressive a lash lift system is. Right. So uh, when we were testing, um, we realized that like all of the lash lift systems in the world, they work the same way. So the, the lifting lotion, it always breaks down the disulfide bonds to be able mm -hmm. to restructure and reshape the eyelash. And then the fixing right. lotion just, you know, stores uh, the shape that you created. Right. And then um, we realized that the faster you break down the disulfide bonds, the more damaging and dehydrating is for your natural lashes. Right. So in the beginning, you know, we tested with like a three, four, five minute system. And, you know, in the beginning, we're like, wow, like it's still super fast. And then very, very quickly, we realized that like, like we don't want to do this because the condition right. of natural lashes was like, they were like, you can, you know, you, when you touch them, you can feel them. They're like, like dry, brittle. Yeah, like, like brittle, yeah. Exactly. So I wanted to extend uh, the processing time. And then, um, we our organic or like our lifting systems now, now they're i think between like nine and maybe even 20 minutes mm -hmm. so depending on the coarseness of the lashes uh, because i realized like anything under eight or nine minutes it's too fast like okay. you can't create a lotion that works so fast that does not dehydrate or damage lashes right so and like because that was my initial idea or something that I wanted to move away from because even back then there were like uh, you know like a lot of companies were offering like fast solutions yeah. but I didn't want to do that because um, the integrity of the natural lashes and like the health of your customer that's always been my part number important. one yeah always exactly um so i wanted to do uh, create something that's not like super long um but then you know that's that's long enough for not to damage or dehydrate natural lashes so when we were testing the the first lotion that i came up with um when i was getting like very close to the ideal um processing times we did a, 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 a test so we had a model lie down and we wanted to see, because I had already found out that when you process lashes for longer, it doesn't dehydrate, dehydrate them or like damage them. And I was like, okay, let's see how many lashes we can do to start seeing damage. And, you know, we had a volunteer, thank God. 
and we did a, a treat like a treatment uh, on the model and like i kid you not we did four lash lifts in a row so like uh curling fixing you know remove everything curling fixing remove everything and after four lash lifts like the model did not even get up from the bed to go to the bathroom or anything which is we wanted to get it over with there was no damage that's like, amazing zero like zero and when it, when we did that test like even now i don't know if you can see like i'm, I'm getting yeah, goosebumps. goosebumps exactly because i was like okay this is going to change the world yeah. um and yeah like that's what we did and i think that's uh like the 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 reason why we have a lot of fans for the lash lifting system is it's mostly uh lash artists who have all, already been using uh like a damaging or like a harsh product brand right that they see the results and they see that the customers are coming back with like overcurl lashes, dry lashes, maybe sending pictures where the lashes are looking like all crazy, like after a few weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so most of our customers are, I wouldn't say seasoned lash artists, but lash artists who have had an experience right. with a different brand. And then that's why they appreciate the, the, the products yeah. that we create. I think too, like, so we used to have like that three to five minute, um, <laughs> Now looking back, I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, and you know what? It wasn't bad if we knew how to use it properly. I think the huge issue in the industry is people not being trained properly. And then exactly what you said, like they're over-processing lashes and then it just looks worse and worse as they grow out. And we weren't using any sort of keratin or nourishing back then either. Um, we still do have definitely one that's faster than yours, but it has the the nourishing in it yours is obviously still way better so now I'm like gotta go do some research now but um I've seen so many bad lash lifts like people come back and be like oh my gosh I went to this girl she was new and like now my lashes are just like everywhere um so it's definitely like a huge problem in the industry and then what happens is it gives lash lifts a bad name because people are like oh no I don't I don't like those they ruined my lashes but like even with the faster ones, I do think it has a lot to do with doing it properly and taking your time even to lift the lashes, making sure they're not over-processed. However, unfortunately, that's not what's happening in the industry because people are trying to do it quick and, and make more money. And, and I mean, same with lashes, right? Yeah, I think uh, one of the big reasons is that um, um, I think especially like since the start of COVID, um, people, a lot of people don't have money to spend on trainings. So I know like a lot of people, they don't even take like proper trainings. They just either learn from like YouTube or, you know, like they have a friend who took a course and then the friend is going to teach uh, all of her them. friends how to do yeah. it. Um, so yeah, like I think education is like super, super important, you know, industry. And I think the the reason why we have so many like i wouldn't say uneducated but maybe like not educated enough lash artists right. is because our industry is so young you know like when you think about hair or nails they've been around for so long that everything is like super regulated yeah. so but for lash extensions for example like uh like for example like here in estonia where i'm from it's insane there is no regulation whatsoever yeah. so you cannot even you can't only like go online and learn how to do lashes yourself and start offering a service but you can actually like not you take any training just like i don't know a friend shows you take how to do, do it yeah and then you can start even teaching immediately 
Yeah. Like you made it, you can, you can write it's like here. Yeah. That's literally what, what it's like here. Like there, I mean, I know in the States, at least you have to have the background in a lot of States and be an esthetician. So at least you've had training for like health and safety and like all of that stuff. But here, the only regulation has to do with like your local health unit, basically, or whatever, you know, your provincial health unit. There's zero regulation on what training you have to have, like insurance, like anything like that. It's, it's, I can't wait until we grow and there's more regulation because for those of us that do take the time and do, you know, follow proper protocols and have a clean space and disinfect properly and, and educate ourselves, everybody else gives us a bad name because exactly what I said about lash lifts. It's like all these people are doing lashes and like putting 15 millimeter lashes on people and sending them out the door and they're all stuck together. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. And I think like, um, I think one uh, reason is also the Facebook lash groups, like back in the day, they used to be like really good sources of information. Right. And now like I've actually stopped looking into the lash groups because as year like went by, like like in Europe, we mostly do like Russian volume. So it's more like shorter lashes. Yep. And then in the States, you know, like obviously you have like you have more um or like more different clients. You know, like you have people with like dark hair, blonde hair, you know, like Asian, you know, like all types of lashes. Yep. So you know, like I can see that in the States you guys are using like a little bit longer lashes, but then as the years went by, I kept started seeing more and more of the lashes that are like, you know, like up to your like eyebrows. And then when people <laughs> yeah. open their eyes, like, like you can't even see, like you can't I even see them exactly they're like yeah. down. Yeah. And then somebody like posts a picture like that and there's like 300 likes and like other lash artists being like, oh, like what's lash mapping? And then when somebody says that like, this is unhealthy, like you shouldn't apply so much volume or yeah. lengths that like you know like bend down then they get like crucified like yeah you know, like everybody's just like Rah! yeah 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 <laughs> no, i know like, exactly what you mean <laughs> and i i think this is like it's so bad for our industry because you know those younger lash artists who haven't been around for so long like if they see so much of those lashes they don't even they don't even judge they think like this is the they norm. don't know better right that's the thing if they're not educating themselves themselves then then they don't know better um yeah so okay let's speaking of education one thing that we were going to talk about is your guide that i think correct me if i'm wrong but came out of covid um we all shut down at some point or another with covid and so you created this guide for lash and brow artists so why don't we why don't you tell our listeners about that, how that idea came to you and like kind of what it is and where they can find it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the ultimate guide for Lash and Bar Artistry, like you said, I got the idea when uh, COVID first hit because, you know, in the beginning, nobody knew how long it would last or like what the implications would be or, you know, what the future will hold. And then um, I got, I was really lucky that because I sell products, uh, like my company is very international. We have distributors in over 17 countries. So when COVID first hit, I was less impacted by it because when one country shut down, you know, my business was still continuing in all of the other right. countries. And then, you know, as the countries took turns, I was able to survive. Yeah. 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 And I was able to survive. And I was like, I kept thinking to myself that, I was just really lucky because I know that even like a lot of the big, really big lash brands, they're usually like either in the States or in Canada, 
and mm -hmm. in like big countries like that you don't need to um expand to other countries so much right. but then when it happens in your country you're like impacted by like you know like it really impacts you yeah and then not to mention like lash artists like you know like if your area was shut down and you weren't able to work and you know like you weren't getting any benefits i thought like what could i do to really help those people who are being impacted by this horrible situation um especially if they don't even know when they will be able to go back to work and I didn't want to do so a lot of like online workshops started popping up uh, at that time because everybody was thinking of like ways how to create right. some new revenue and I, I thought that I wanted to do something that lash artists did not have to pay for because in a situation that's really scary I think you don't want to part with your money yes you know like you're you just want to survive and like get through this and then I thought that if I put together some sort of training that I could give away for free, not having to charge for it, because obviously, you know, if there's like work involved, you know, like the, like you have to charge for it because, yes. you know, like, you know. So I wanted to um, do some sort of training that I could reach a lot of people with all over the world and something that wouldn't require traveling. And then this is how the idea for, uh, for Ultimate Guy was born because um there's quite a few or like back then like two years ago three years ago there were already quite a few uh like blogs for mm -hmm. um lash artists but most of them were like um like you know talking about the same topics uh you know which is great but at the same time like i always like to do something like out of the box or something differently right. not just trying to do the same thing that everybody else is doing just like a little bit better and then i thought to myself that I'm in a very unique uh, situation because my background is being a lash artist, being a trainer. So mm -hmm. I know all about all of the um, pain points of lash artists. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, I'm um, like actively working with chemists, um, like developing my pro uh, my products. So that I was like I was in like in the beginning, I was in contact with my chemist like two or three hours every single day, right. and of knowledge that I got like chemistry wise it was just like incredible compared to what I had been taught at courses right and I'm like okay like this is what I can do you know I can pass on that information like this chemistry information that's like really still is I think really lacking you know industry because the problem is that you have uh you have lash artists you have trainers and then you have manufacturers mm -hmm. and there's no link really between the lash artists and trainers and manufacturers yeah because you know so know. Yeah. um yeah and then like a lot of the information was like was really incorrect even that i had been taught at trainings and it was because nobody really knew about the chemistry because when you ask like asian um uh companies or manufacturers they're not going to train you then they're not going to no. explain you you know the different types of theo theoglycolates or you know they don't care about that yeah um and then i had all of this information and i wanted to share it with the other with other lash artists so i started writing the ultimate guide and it like i think it took me maybe like nine months like hundreds of hours of work like you know writing everything then fact checking with my chemist because you know i wanted to make sure that like everything is legit yeah. so you know yeah and then I think I launched the ultimate guide at the end of the same year. Um, 
so yeah, like it took me almost like nine months to, to put it together. And then uh, already back then, uh, when I launched it, it was the world's largest free educational hub for Lash and Pro artists. Like there's no hidden fees. You don't have to leave your email to see the rest or like there's none right. of that stuff. It's like literally completely free. Um, and it's, it's meant for everyone. Like, you know, like it's not meant to replace uh, in-person training, like at all. I'm a big, big advocate for taking in-person training right. because I think when it comes to lashes and like eyes, they're so delicate that like lash lifting, yeah, you can learn online, but um, lash extensions, I would never recommend anyone to do their first ever training online. Mm -hmm. But then after you take a couple of trainings, you know, a lot of the information gets repetitive. So yeah. you don't want to spend like another thousand dollars, take another training, and mm -hmm. then maybe walk away with like two little pieces of new information. Right you know? Yeah. And then my ultimate guide is meant for lash artists who have taken their first trainings or, okay. or who are advanced and even for trainers, because even today, like a lot of the trainers, they don't know so much about chemistry unless they're like really nerdy. Like there's a few, a few trainers that are like amazing because they're super nerdy and they do a lot of the research <laughs> and they're amazing. But a lot, you know, like they just, you know, they have, maybe they have a few people asking for courses and they're like, okay, I can do this. You're gonna, I can stop making money, you know, right. teaching. And then they don't, um, maybe they're not perfectionist or they don't try to be as knowledgeable as possible in their field. Right. So like, I really hope, and oh, I actually, I know that a lot of uh, trainers are reading the, the ultimate guide as well. And it says on the front page that everybody is free to use the information in their training uh, manuals as long as they reference us because my goal is to elevate the whole industry you know not like only the people who are local or who can attend my trainings but right. like elevate the whole industry because i think at the end of the day it would like benefit all of us um you know, the industry had a better name right well thank you on behalf of our whole industry for doing that i um i completely agree with you i think like even when, when I train local people, I get comments from people being like, why would you train your competition? Like, and I'm like, you know what? They're going to get trained anyways. So I'd rather them be trained for me when I, like from me, when I know they're trained properly and I'm giving them, you know, more information than the six hour course where they don't even do lashes on a person. They're doing it on a mannequin all day. So I think there's that stigma around like helping other people in the industry or something. And I mean, that's the goal of this podcast too. It's to elevate the whole industry. It's so people have somewhere to go that they can get help or they can learn new things that they didn't get in their training or whatever. So, so thank you so much for taking all the time and doing that. I think, I bet you everybody that listens to this is going to go find it. I know I am, I haven't seen it. Um, so why don't you tell people where they can find it? And then we'll also put it in the show notes, like on the, on the podcast show notes. Yeah, absolutely. So it's available on, uh, available on our website, ruthabelle.com and it's on the front page in the header. It says ultimate guide and just click on that. And it's like all like interactive. So you can jump between different posts. Uh, there's like a lot of hyperlinks so you can look up like a topic that interests you. And then if there's something that you want to learn about more, you it's like very easy to go between the different blog navigate posts. It. Yeah, navigate it. it. Okay. Well, I I'll, 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 okay, Sorry, like, go ahead. Uh, sorry? You go ahead. <laughs> uh, uh, there's more information about lash lifting at the moment. Uh, there's a few articles, I think, about lash extensions, but okay. I always have so many projects that like I literally haven't had the time to get around to write mm -hmm. more about extensions, but there's a little bit about extensions too. 
So is this kind of like an evolving thing that you're gradually like adding information? Amazing. So it's not just like you did it and then it's done. You're going to keep kind of updating it. That's so cool. Okay, one more question and then we're going to, we're going to wrap up because it's been almost an hour. Um, So, okay. We both attended LashCon. That's actually like how I heard about you. How I was like, oh my gosh, I need to talk to this girl. Um, Was that your first LashCon first of all, or had you been there before? No, I actually went to the first one, uh, the ever first uh, LashCon, because our uh, distributor, uh, Beautiful Ones, she's, uh, they're our longest distributors in the U.S., and she invited me over, and I was like, that sounds cool, so I went. Yeah, this was my first year, so I was just curious if you had been to other ones, but let's just talk for a second about kind of what your biggest takeaways are from LashCon, and then if there's other events that you've been to that you would recommend people in the industry go to? Yeah, so um, I think um, LashCon, obviously, number one, it's amazing for like learning new information um, because like I mentioned before, like when you've taken a few full-on trainings, you know, the, the amount of information you get from one training is like, sometimes you're like, like, is it worth it taking away, you know, taking so many days off work, you know, spending all the money on traveling and everything. But what I like about LashCon is that they have uh, multiple speakers at the same time. So you can choose which topic is the most interesting to you. I think that's a really cool concept. Um, so, you know, you learn a lot. Um, also, I think, uh, like you mentioned that you uh, saw me or like, knew that I was at LashCon as well, like making new connections and networking with people because like so many of the people that I still talk to and that I follow, I met at the first LashCon. And like, and it's so crazy because you're at the event, you know, you're like, you're like talking to so many people and you never know like what's going to take you somewhere or like what's gonna lead you somewhere. But then, you know, like you're in this environment with everyone with like that's like full of energy you know everyone is sort of on the same page you know everybody is there for the same sort of reason and everybody wants to network and so i think like networking and creating those new connections is amazing and then um also to discover new lash brands um because a lot of lash brands uh you know you can see the products they can explain what it is you know how it's different from other brands you can test a lot of the products um because you know a lot of the times you like everybody knows like the biggest lash brands but there's like so many new little lash brands like popping up and there's no way that you can know all about all of those brands like unless you go somewhere where you can see them so that's a good reason and I also uh like that whenever I go to a lash conference um I feel like super motivated afterwards after right it's like right this, like, renewed like invigoration or something you go home yeah. and you're like I just want to work yes yes <laughs> yeah no, exactly. I totally know that feeling I think just even the vibe like you said everybody's there to learn like if they're at LashCon they've invested a significant amount of time and money not only to pay for their ticket but to travel their time away from their business and their family so like you know you're surrounded by a group of people that is like just as passionate about you like as you about growing their business about learning more staying up to date all that stuff so I think it's just like such a cool vibe and the party's right. awesome too <laughs> and also one more little thing is that you don't have to feel like self-conscious about talking about lashes too much because that happens right? to me sometimes <laughs> like when I hang out with my friends I'm like I catch myself talking about lashes I'm like okay sorry dude like let's yeah. talk about something else but yeah. last time you can, like 
You can go you nuts. Can keep going. Go nuts. Yeah, no, totally. Is there any other lash events or anything that you would recommend for our listeners? Well, uh, I am speaking at the Lash for Summit, uh, which will be held in Austin, Texas, uh, April 22nd and 23rd this year. Okay. Um, Lash so, Ball uh, Summit, is that what it's called? Lash Boss Summit, yeah, it's organized by Shelby, who is the host of the Lash Boss Radio. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, and like, I love Shelby. I think I met her at LashCon for the first time as well. Like, I love her. And she's like super, super thorough. Like, I've done the, her broadcast a few times. And I can tell that she's the kind of person who like thinks everything through a lot. So mm-hmm. I know this event is going to be amazing as well. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's what I would recommend. Awesome. And you said it's April of this year, right? Wait. Yeah, 22nd and 23rd and Lash Boss Summit. God, I've never been to um I've never been to Texas, so maybe I'll have to look into that. Okay, so just to wrap up, excuse me, can you just tell our listeners where they can find you? You already mentioned your website. What about like your Insta or anywhere else they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. So our Instagram is uh, Ruthie Bell. Um, and then my website is ruthiebell.com. Uh, and then I think those are the, the best places to find me. Um, yeah, Instagram. And also, uh, what something that a lot of people don't know is that I actually personally reply to a lot of the DMs that come in. So if there's anything that you want to know about any of the products or even like chemistry like the people who do know that, they ask me like very specific, like very advanced lash lifting questions. Yes. Uh, and I love that. So if you have awesome. any questions, uh, just drop us a DM at uh, Ruth Bell and I'll get back to you. Okay, sweet. Do you have any final words of wisdom for our listeners? Yeah, just say one thing. I know I didn't tell you I was going to ask you that. I'm kind of throwing mm-hmm. it at you. But if you had to say one thing to people in the lash industry, what would it be? Maybe I'm repeating myself, but I think that the one that we touched uh, upon in the beginning of the interview about um, like being able to think outside the box, Yeah. like whatever you can think of that's like maybe like if it's if it doesn't have to do with lashes like maybe you're passionate about something else like whatever it is like combine the two and I can guarantee that you will come up with something that nobody else is doing because I think a lot of times especially now with like social media we're like always comparing ourselves with other people which is like the worst thing that you can do like don't compare yourself to other people just compare yourself to yourself one year ago or like 10 years ago yeah and then like don't think that when somebody is like I don't know maybe had they have like 20,000 more followers than you do like nobody started at that point you know everybody started from somewhere so don't like don't think that you have to like be able to do everything immediately just think that when you have an idea something that nobody else has come up with that there might be something there you know give it a try Go for it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure meeting you and talking to you. And this will air in a few weeks. And I can't wait for our listeners to uh, to listen to it. So Amazing. Thank you. Thank so much. you so much. Okay. Thank well, have a, I was going to say have a great day. It's nighttime almost for you now. So <laughs> have a great night. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thank you. And have okay. a good day. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. For more information, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Lash Podcast. If you loved what you just listened to or know someone who would, please share it. Just screenshot this episode on the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories and tag us. 
I would also love, love, love for you to leave a review letting me know what you think and don't forget to include what topics you'd like to hear about on the podcast and any guests you would love to hear from. Thanks again for tuning in and I will be here next week with a fresh new episode created just for you.